Okay, good evening. And we are now post-Shavuos. And the next topic is Don Lakovskos, judging favorably. So I actually reviewed this today. And really, in this section of judging favorably, Reb Chaim really, at least in the beginning, just quotes verbatim, doesn't even add in his own thoughts, um, a few chazals about the imperative of judging favorably. I think that these chazals will speak for themselves. I'll, I'll add a little bit as well. Tzanan. The Mishnah itself says, the first parak of, of, of us. By the way, I just want to uh, suggest for those who don't have this custom, and I'm sure you're, I think everyone does, but just, just to end by Allah to strengthen, and we all know, there's a, there's a custom that, um, there's a custom, say, Perki Avos. When I was in San Jose, I'm sure it's, I imagine it's still there. I, I actually gave time to before we went out to Shal Shudas to do Perki Avos in the Shal because I felt it was so important. I wanted to make sure as many people as possible would do it and not skip it. So before I myself went to Shal Shudas, before Shal Shudas, that meant, that meant before we cut the bread, uh, we, we sat in Shul for a few minutes, we said Kaddish, we said Perkyovus and Kaddish. There are many of them in Tel Shavuos, they do one parak a week in Tel Shavuos, um, and many others go all the way um, into Rosh Hashanah time, and I would actually think whether you have them in there or not, it happens to be a very, it's certainly not an Isser, certainly a good idea. Perkyovus is something that we should know Baal Peh by heart. Imagine here we're hearing the you know the, I think they translate the ethics of our fathers, but you're hearing the the, the main thoughts of some of the greatest Tanayim v'Amarayim. Certainly, uh, it's something that we should know fluently. So Tanayim Parakama the Avos it says the first parak of Avos Havidanis Kol Adam L'Chavskos. Person should always judge people favorably. To judge people people favorably v'Shvuos, and in Shvuos it says actually. In the midst it says, that you judge your fellow favorably is heavy. To judge your friend, it's not just a, 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 an act of merit, it's actually a mitzvah. means every time you judge someone favorably, you get mekayim, fulfill a positive mitzvah. Now, the, the, the Rambam and others discuss that by a tzaddik, a person's obligated, and by a benani, by an average person, it could be a tzimidus chasidus to judge favorably. What we'll see really is, is that, not just is it, is it, is it um, something to, of, of, to judge favorably, but it's also that uh, it's, it, you judge yourself, and it's an act of how the, the, the glasses that we wear, it, first of all, I just want to point out, and this I, I've continued to live vicariously, both as a Rav now with a, at a school. You, you see people the way they, they, they view matters, and those who, who, who are very overly critical, it's good to have a somewhat critical eye to understand rights and wrongs, but those who are overly critically tend to be miserable people. <laughs> You, they tend to be miserable in their lives, miserable at home, and that's not even a punishment from Shemayim. We'll see that in a minute. It just when you're looking, you live in a world, and everything is upsetting to you. Everything makes you angry, and no one's right, and there's no there's no good rabbi, and there's no good leader, and there's no good people, and 
you can't be a happy person living that way. Um, but but beyond that, we'll see. It's 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 it, it allows you to have friends, to have teachers, to have to have close relationships, to have a happy life. It's certainly um, a meritorious thing beyond the mitzvah, um, which is obviously obligatory, and beyond the, the strong midah of being done of schos. Shabbos says, there's six things, six things, which we say every morning in Berchah Sotairah. We mentioned Chesed was one of them. That person eats benefits from in this world, here and now. They just mentioned that there's certain things that the Torah commands, and will person will be eternally rewarded forever and ever and ever and ever. But you live a better life, and you are rewarded in this world. And the Karen Kayama is the real, the real thing is the next world. And one of those things that we see every single morning that a person benefits and gleans from, and boxes and grows from in this world, and is a winner for, is judging people favorably. And the only way, by the way, is be done if the judge, Chavero, has to be your friend. You have to look at people as your friend. It's with a meritorious eye. If you have a negative jaundiced eye, you can't do this. says, When a person did not have uh, the shechina, you judge people unfavorably, you don't have a Kaddish Baruch in uh, your midst. And also the Talmud says, this is by a tzaddik, by a Talmud Chacham, by a brachas, don't judge, don't keep thinking he's, he didn't, you know, no, all humans, by the way, um, even great people, very great people will make mistakes, and the Torah teaches us that, but very great people accept their mistakes, they, they, they make their mistakes. Sometimes, by the way, we look at a mistake, Mordechai HaTzadik was blamed for endangering the people with Haman and in the Jewish people. People looked at him as a nutcase, as a, as a kamikaze. And of course, Mordechai was the right one, and they were all wrong. So sometimes it's not even that they're wrong, it's that where people view them uh, as wrong. But even there are great people who legitimately make a mistake. But the, we, we, per the Torah says is that the Vada also chuva the for sure they realized their mistake and they regretted it and they did chuva. The Shabbos also if you judge people, judge Ksherim now means if you see a Russia, a, a lowly person, a person who has a reputation of ill repute, you do not have to judge them favorably. On the contrary, by a person of ill repute, Chajdeo Vechavdeo. You know Watch over yourself. Be careful for your children, yourself around them. Don't invest with them, but also give them an iron. You don't know, but but a, but a, but a, a kosher, a person who is known as a reputable person. You're, if you judge them negatively, you yourself will be punished in your own body. There, the Gemara and Shabbos says a remarkable, remarkable story. Mentioned many have heard. The Kedai Chaim brings it for us to remind ourselves what this is. Now we know that the Galil, there's the Galil Al-Yon, the top part of the Galil, which is on a higher plateau, and the Galil Al-Yon, uh, 
And the lower part of the Galil, uh, it, it, even today, it's a geogra- different geogra- geographic area. So he's in the Galilion. Veniskar Eitzobalabayas Echa Bedorum Shalashon. And he went and he hired himself out um, by a landowner in the south for three years. Now imagine three years ago, it's a long time ago. Three years ago would be before COVID. I'm still talking about Mrs. Bell and had COVID, she's before Shlema. Three years ago, no one even heard of COVID. I'm trying to remember what it was doing three years ago. I mean, three years ago, it's a, it's a lifetime ago. <laughs> three years is a really, really long time. Um, my son Moshe was born three years ago on Pesach, right before Pesach. His bris was the second day of Pesach. Now he just, just put on a, a few weeks ago a yarmulke and tzitzis. Uh, he's now three years old. So, three years. He worked for somebody for three years. Appreciate the story. And by the way, I, I truly believe time in those days was slower. They, didn't, they weren't so busy with all kinds of narishkeit. And three whole years of a shultus. Now, he quotes a shultus as is, is, is a shultus of Achai. is an early, is an, is a much 1800, 1700 years ago. It actually teaches who was this person. It was Rabbi Akiva ben Yosef, our Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva at the time was an Amharet, he was an ignorant, and he even had perhaps a wife and children, because we know according to Abbas Rabbi Nasa, and Rabbi Akiva started at age 40, he already had kids. He, in fact, he would learn in the same cheder, in the same school as his child when he started to learn. So this story is about Rabbi Akiva. Okay? And after three years, Three years of work. And by the way, in those days when you came home after a hard day's work, there was no air conditioning in the house. There were no showers in the house. Right? He worked in the fields and it was sunny. <laughs> it was nothing like today. It was back-breaking work. And even I'm sure Belezer Herkinus was a great gullible and sadic. He treated his workers with utmost respect and dignity. But you're still a, a poil. You're still a worker. And he's working for three years. And now it's Erev Yom Kippurim. It's Erev Yom Kippur. Amr Loi, Tenli Schari, give me my reward. Ve'elech ve'ezen es ish I'm going to go with the money I slaved, labored for three years and support my wife and kids. Amr Loi, Eli Mois, told him, I have no money. I can't pay you. I'm like telling parents, okay, give me fruit to pay. I'm like, Emily, I don't have fruit. Tell me, Karka, pay me in land. I'm like, Emily, I have no land. I'm like, tell me, give me some, some animals. I'm like, uh, uh, now he's working for Elizabeth Herkinus. Elizabeth Herkinus inherited his father. His father, Herkinus, was a very, very wealthy man. By the way, Elizabeth Herkinus, parenthetically, Himself was ignorant, largely ignorant until 28. He was working in his father's fields and he changed his whole life around. And he went to learn by the great, great Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, the Galdo Hador, one of the great students of Hillel, who was the most responsible person for not only saving the Jewish people from the, the second base of destruction, but rebuilding the Claudius after the second base of destruction. Rabbi Lesbian Hercules was a Galdo Matera, but he inherited, he was a Tana. Quoted in the mission many, many times, actually will become a Rabbi Rikiva. But he happened to have been very, very wealthy because of his father. And he says, I have no land, I have no parents, I have no, no money. 
He says, give me no animals, nothing. And he tells he says, tell me, pay me at least in pillows and blankets. Karam exosis. Pillows and blankets. Ainley. He didn't have that. Hiv shul Caleb. So this, no, again, the shul says it was a Kiva. He took his bags, lacharav, v'halach l'beiso v'pachya nefesh. Right, he went, obviously, saddened. Saddened. L'achar ha-regel, after the regel, this balabais, who now, who the shulzers would be less concerned, he took the full wages for this employee for three years. V'imu masoi ha-moyrim he also took food and drink and other delicacies. The Rebbe in the parentheses here, discusses I'm not going to discuss it. How did he add on, right? If he owed him money, you can't just give him more. It, will, it could be ribis, right? And so he said perhaps he was giving it to him anyways for Hanukkah, for, he was almost, almost like an indentured servant, and he was giving him an extra for being like this indentured servant, or it was a matani. He was going to give either way. We're, we're leaving the ribis side of question away. He went to, this, to, to, to visit him, to pay him in full after Yom Tov, after Sukkot. So this person, who we know as a Kiva, all of Yom Kippur, he had to be Yom Kippur Davni, he worked for three years, sitting there Yom Kippur, on Sukkot. And we know that Kiva was extraordinarily poor, by the way, because his father-in-law himself, Kabbalah Ben Suhuah, cut him off. He's sitting over Sukkot, probably had, did not have meat, chicken, who knows what he's Sitting had thought after three years of work he'd be able to support his family, and here he is over Sukkis without the guilt, without the money. Okay? Now, after Sukkis, the lesbian Hercules comes with the money, all those things. And they eat and they drink together, and he pays him in full. And then, then he asks him, When I, you asked me, Tenli Schari, and pay me, Vamarti Eli Mos. I told you I did not have any money. I had no money to pay you. Let me ask you a question. At that moment, what did you suspect me of? Amarti, so Rabbi Kiva, this is probably the guy they wanted to say it was Rabbi Kiva, the Medrash does, Shotus does. Shema Prakmatia Bezol Nizdamlach. It could be a little bit earlier. You've had a good deal. Velakachta Bahen, and you brought it out. And you were you had no you had no cash flow you were not liquid you had no flow cash flow. Over Shaw now now he asked Shamarte Lee he asked give me behema and I say I had no behema. Um, what did you think you were? He had worked there for three years. He knew who he was working. Yeah, he's speaking to. He said, "What did you think about Maybe you had rented it out to other people." And when you asked me from Karka, Vamarti, Ainli Karka, I had no land. Or he just worked the land for three years. What were you thinking then? Maybe you had had sharecroppers and the land was not open to be given away. You had sharecroppers with other people who had deal with the land. Um, Ainli Paris, where. Uh, um, Give me, give, uh, I, I know fruit. What did you think of that? You thought maybe they weren't Meister and you can't give out Meister. You can't get not Meister Paris. pillows and blankets. What did you think? So Rekiva answered him. I thought maybe now Rekiva's thinking this. By the way, I want to just tell you one thing. I, I said I live like I live like I said I'm about I'm human. I make my own mistakes. I don't claim to be at all at all perfect. But let me tell you, when you're a rabbi. 
<laughs> the other parents in the school. You hear people with their judging is like, this is crazy. He's making up things left and right. How to? They're judging this person did this to me, or this teacher, this person. Being that it goes through their mind, Mekiva is thinking, uh, you know, the land. It could be you, 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 you were makdish, you were sanctified. All your Hashem. The normal people would start after the first time. Be really, even the first thing would be wow. But then he starts saying, "What do you mean? He did this and this and this." And here, Rabbi Kiva, who is poor, vulnerable, uh, three years, every thought that goes through his mind to judge favorably. truth. I, I, he has his own son. He wanted him to learn Torah. He himself had made tremendous <coughs> I, I had given all my possessions to uh, possessions. And by the way, the Gemara says everything that Rekiva said he was correct about. All these things that sound far fetched. He's actually correct. Shabbat, and he said, I, I it was matum. I never not can pay you, but all the things that Rekiva said were correct. And then Rebbe Lezer ben told Rekiva, just like you judge me favorably, so too I should judge you favorably. And perhaps, perhaps that's why Rekiva had the schos to become the greater Rekiva, because Hashem gave, you give, you think judge people favorably. Here, you think to yourself, and Kiva, oh, we all know he sat by the river and he saw the rock making a hole, you know, a hole. But all these things are Hashem giving him opportunities. Hashem giving him the, the schosim because you judged, he, he judged favorably. And by like judging favorably, you read this Gemara, we think, ah, oh, do you know what that means? Three years to sit and to ponder for three years what that means and then to work and be hungry over sukkahs and Go through Yom Kippur and the whole time judging favorably. Uh, and again, I just I, I, I repeat this for you and I. If we don't have the right glasses, the the people minor insults, minor misunderstandings, we come. I know a couple people like literally they, they, their head goes like like mamish people are out to get them. Terrible, evil, good people, good people. And even if people make mistakes, you gotta judge them favorably. Does not allow, I'm actually elaborating a little bit over here. These chazals are there to teach us eternal lessons where our head should be. If you want to judge favorably, you got to think where our head is. You know, my Rosh Hashiva, the great Rabzal Gebstein Zatzal, used to say in a test, once you're tested, in the moment of test, it's, it's too late. Once you're in an assignment, you, 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 if you haven't prepared yourself ahead of time, you're most likely going to lose. So if we want to be successful in judging favorably, you can't wait till the moment where we're insulted or there's a misunderstanding or something seems wrong or bad or terrible. It has to be that we're working on looking favorably when it's not, when it's not at that moment of challenge, at that moment of of tension at that moment of seemingly, um, you know, something, something wrong. I remember, remember I said a story in the show a few years ago <laughs> that a guy was once on a plane and he saw Rosh Hashiva. He saw Rosh Hashiva on the plane. He got his bread, he got his food, and he didn't wash, and he didn't 
He's going to Eretz Yisrael. He didn't wash, didn't bench. Minyan, minyan came in the plane, did not get up. He's, you know, to put on Talis and Tefillin, didn't daven. Nothing, the whole plane didn't open, didn't look like he was learning too much. And this guy is, this guy is walking with a Hamburg and a frock. Rosh Hashiva is a well-known person. And you think, this guy is the biggest phony fake I ever saw in my life. And at the end of the flight, he goes over to this Rosh Hashiva and says, I want you to know I've been watching you this entire flight and you are a phony and a fake. You are a phony and a fake. And Shiva looks at him and says, hey, excuse me? And he says, you have been washed, you have been benched, you have been davened, you put on a tefillin, you, you walk around like you're Rosh Hashiva. What are you? You're not even a push of the Jew. Rosh Hashiva said, I'm sorry to inform you, but I'm on the plane to bury my father. Now we know that, I think your father, mother, whatever it was, an oinen person who's in the middle of a burial process, doesn't do mitzvahs, positive mitzvahs. They can't daven, can't bench, they don't do any mitzvahs because they have to be oinen. Isaac, of course, they can't do negative prohibitions, they can't do loisah says, but there's no mitzvahs. An oinen, an oinen, does not, but here's a guy on the plane thinking the whole time, you know, the, what is this guy's a phony and a fake? No, Roger Rabbi Akiva, here Rabbi Elizabeth Hercules is a big Rosh Hashiva. He worked for him for three years, and he's actually, it actually affected his life. This stranger on a plane just looking at Rosh Hashiva like, oh, look, he's a phony and a fake. The only way that a person could be my favorite. He said, that's a dark. And again, I, I, one of the, I don't think, I don't remember the sick to say it, but I, I said to myself, the merit, perhaps the merit of Akiva had was here and there, that he judged fairly and Hashem gave him tremendous chosem. He got a brach on the That the only way a person can judge favorably is, is when you're not at that moment, when you're not on the plane, when you're not three years in. You have to be thinking in general. You look at people with a positive eye. Tan Rabbanan. Maisa bechasid echad. Another Maisa. Shepoda riba achas bas Yisrael. He went ahead. Now in those days, you have to understand this, the Roman brutes would, would, would take girls to servitude. And that servitude did not, just, did not necessarily mean working in the fields. It means working in, 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 in terrible homes of ill repute. Host, you know, you know, Vegas style. So here, the Jewish girl, Yiddish, Yiddish girl, and he, and he, this righteous person redeemed her. And he had to. He's on the way back, getting her out of this terrible situation she was in, and he, and she stopped by his feet. And the next day, he went to the mikvah and he taught his students. Um, Right? Why Because they were traveling a few of them. So maybe the, he asked him, "Why? Why did I do this?" He said, "Maybe you had a student you're concerned would, she, you know, here's a girl who had been in a bad situation. You thought maybe a student would take advantage of her, and you were concerned about one specific student. And when I went to the mikvah, what did you think?" You thought maybe because the, 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 the road you had you, you were you were carry you had you were at a level of impurity. This 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 chassid said That's exactly the case. Just like you judge me favorably, even though it didn't look too good over here. 
had the scroll, who had been in the house and over repute, sleeping by his feet. He went to go to the mikvah in the morning. Right? You judge me favorably, so to Hashem to favorably. Another similar story. One of the Torah scholars needed something by a Roman matron who all of the Roman Senate had been by her and not to talk. Right? She, she was Mazana with them. She said so someone had to go. They needed a Torah scholar to go and speak to this lady to have, for the benefit of the Jewish people because she knew the whole Roman Senate. She was able in a position to help Kalal Yisrael. So they asked her, Yeshua ben Hanan. Yeshua ben Hanan was one of the two great students of Yeshua ben Zakkai, also one of the two Rebbeim of Rebbe Kivo. He says, I will go speak to this lady, this Zaina, this woman who uh, who is close to the Roman Senate because she's physically close to them. (laughs) So Yeshua and his Talmidav went and they went to speak to this lady. And his students came in Shagila Pesach Pesa. When he came to the house, he took off his tefillin for Amas away. Now, the, the great Torah scholars of Tana Talmud very often wore tefillin all day. So he took off his tefillin for Amas away. He went and closed the door. Now, Rabbi Chaim brings the parentheses, he did not lock the door. Because if he had locked the door, we'd have a proof in the Gemara that for Pikuach Nefesh, to save a life, you're allowed to have Yichud. You can lock yourself in a room with a lady who it's yichud with, and it's, that's a question which is unanswered. So he said, if he, if he would have, then he'd have an answer to that question. But he closes the door. He gets out of the house with this Roman lady after a period of time. He goes immediately to the to the mikvah, jumps in the mikvah, and goes and teaches his students. And after he teaches his students, he says the following thing. When I took off my tefillin before I went into this lady, what did you think? Right? Now today, we live in a world of social media, of gossip. Do you know what the gossip people would say today? You know what people in the street would say? How people would speculate what the scene may have looked like. Right? Um, think of the lowliest, vilest Hollywood star who shows her body parts off. and But she's a rock star because... Everyone emulates her, and you have this great rabbi take it off, go into room alone, spend a period of time, immediately go out, jump into a mikvah. I mean, the whole thing doesn't look too good. Um, she said, What were you thinking? Here you're going to this lady who walks around naked all day long, you know, and she's her posters plastered, and who knows what newspapers, you know, pour your tefillin to go into to her. So he didn't want you to tell him welcome to him. And when I closed the door, what did you think? But Amarna Shemadavar Malchus could be that this it was so serious the matter, you had to talk privately. And when I jumped in the mik from Makashatan Hashem, it could be that she spit. Now, if you're very careful on Tuma, laws of purity, maybe she spit and she was tummy, and it went on your clothes, and that's why you jumped in the mikvah. Uh, everything you said was 100% sure. sure now, let me understand this. When the Gemara is saying this, this is what they thought. And by the way, it wasn't one student, it wasn't two students, it was the, the sheer. This is where their head was. When they looked at their teacher, looked at their Rebbe, this is where their head was. And he said, just like you judge me favorably, Hashem should judge you favorably. A couple more stories and we're going to Conclude. I mean, these stories, 
By the way, you think it's a little bit redundant, repetitive, it's important. What we're supposed to get out of this is how we should think. Where even if something looks really bad, if it's a good person, if it's a kosher, you don't have to be a Shubin Khan, if it's a kosher, if it's a person who has a cheskas kashras, who is who otherwise is known as a reputable person, a good person, we're obligated to judge them favorably and you, to think favorably. And even if the circumstances, you know, in America, you have circumstantial evidence and you can really put a guy in jail for years or worse. Under circumstance, even if the circumstantial evidence seems to be overwhelming in one way, if it's a kosher, now if you have witnesses, and Allah, I'm not going there, but if it's a kosher, our head should be the kaf schus. You judge them favorably. And, it could, and, it could, and very often it's even a mitzvah and a Torah to judge them favorably. So these stories are there to teach us, even though they're crazy stories, some of them. Even in such a case, and it has to be what he's asking, what the Gemara is asking, what were you thinking? It wasn't five minutes later. It wasn't after their mind changed. First they thought he's a sick, perverted person. Or first, Rabbi Kiva thought he was a ganav and a gazlan and a lowlife and a thief. And he's out, how dare he is ruining my yom. No. It means that for the moment this happened, their heads were there. That the only way to do this is to be a positive person. To think positive. To have a good, a good, a good you know, and again, the... the, the the Talmud says the way you judge, not just that's the way you're going to be judged in Yom Kippur and in Shemayim. The way we judge others, the way Hashem is going to judge us. Nacha Maisa. Biriva Achas, another Jewish girl who was captured again, unfortunately, in the time of the Romans, this was, this was common, especially the Jews were, were, had, been, had three major wars, and after the third they were defeated in, in part of the Roman Empire was, you know, this is what you did. Bahalk Akhraj, a woman, a Jewish girl was captured, and two Hasidim went to redeem her. Nikhlas Echamahem and one of them went literally how where they find her? In a Kuba Shulzinas in a in a house of prostitution. Kishiotza and when he got her out, Amal Khavero, what did you think? Um Oh, you need excuse me. <laughs> he himself went into a regular house of Zainas. He, like, you imagine that she was, the girl was in some Vegas type area, and some, you know, and he went to another place where, where, the, where these girls hang out, and, you know, and he spent some time there, and he left. And his friend, he asked him, what do you think? He said, what do you think I did in there? He said, you, perhaps you're trying to figure out how much you can get, you need to redeem her for. And you're asking the ladies what they cost to get in and what they get out. And, he, and his friend said, 100%, just like you judge me favorably, so too Hashem could judge you favorably, right? You know, today, it would be a guy goes, he's not even, this time with a girl, it's another place, it must have been, it's Yitzhar overcame him, he was in such a lowly place, but no, the first second is how he thought. And again, two chasimah to, to redeem her. By the way, you hear these stories today sometimes, they're terrible stories of girls who are, who are disadvantaged and people take advantage of them. You know, there's laws, by the way, in many states. I, I, I looked at the family law that attorneys you can get disbarred if you start a relationship with a client because many of these ladies who are clients are getting divorced, and they're in terrible marriages, and they're very vulnerable. And a lawyer could easily take advantage of her, uh, you know, on many levels uh, at that moment. Psychologists, psychiatrists. 
people are vulnerable. I mean, here, you, you, you know, the, 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 the people could be very suspicious and very suspecting. In all these cases, the first second, that's the key here, the first second their head judged a kosher person favorably. They're kosher, you judge them favorably. Unless you have, not circumstantial, but direct, direct evidence. Direct is a very different circumstantial. People today, again, I just want to reiterate, I'm, 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 if people have no evidence often. They judge people totally not favorably. They just, they perce- their perceptions off. People perceive things negatively. They take things like negatively. Nachamaisa. Mariva she was she was captured, and two Hasidim, two righteous people, went to righteous to redeem her. Venitnimis Echad, and one of them captured on the, in the process was dangerous, you know, not simple matters, and he was thrown into jail. And his friend went and, and redeemed the original girl who was captured and his friend. Um, give me the girl, she's going to sleep with her clothes, obviously, next to me in the mita uh, by me. In the morning, he took him and went to the mikvah. And he went to the mikvah. So he said, Give me this girl, I've been in this house of ill repute. She'll sleep with near me tonight. And in the morning, he jumps to the mikvah. Again, all these cases seem to be pretty crazy. When people helped him go to the mikvah, he said, When you went to the mikvah, what were you thinking? So, um, he said, So the guy who had been in jail, who had slept next to this girl for the night, he, they said to me, because you were in jail for so long, your body was out of whack, and you saw a carry, yeah, you, you had an admission. Um, right, and they made this girl go to the mikvah, why'd she have to the mikvah? So why she look? Because she ate treif. They thought for maybe so many days, and you want to give her. You know, by the way, if a person does chuvas, I get to go to the mikvah. Should she should go to the mikvah? And he says a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And just like Hashem judge you, you judge me favorably. Hashem should judge you. Last case, and then he's going to wrap up. And I think it's important wrap up. But Tainus, the Gemara says in Tainus, Shadar Abaye. The Gemara talks about I'm Abu Umna. Abu Umna was this very righteous bloodletter, a doctor in those times. And Abai wanted to see why Abu Umna, this doctor, this bloodletter, had such a level where God spoke to him more than Abai Virava. Abai Virava recorded all of Rashas, two of the greatest Amarayim, if not the greatest, uh, uh, from the greatest, certainly the greatest of their generation. So, and, and this Abu Umna is getting more divine revelation than they are, more of a Basco than they are. So he sent people to check him out. They found, like, Gemara talks about several things they saw. But one of the things that people checked him out is they stayed by him, they bordered by him. They went, they had two guys go to board by him, and they, he fed them. So Abu Umna, this doctor, feeds them and gives them to drink. Um, and he gives them good blankets uh, and, and, and pillows, big day tzemer to sleep on, to, to sleep with. Litzapra, and in the morning, these two guys who slept by this blood, Abu Umna, Krechinu Veshaklinu Vekamu They took the clothes, the blankets that he had given them, and they went to sell this in the market. So they stay at his house, they're guests. 
Okay, now go, imagine someone went to your house, you fed them, you drank them, or you saw they take your lechter, your candelabra, and they start to go sell in the market <laughs> the next morning. You give them room and board, and they, you know, free room, you bring them into your house, and the next day they go to the market and sell your items. Um, and he bumped into them. Uh, and they asked him, um, oh, we're going to sell this, how much is it worth? And he told him how much it's worth. I'm going to deal with Maybe it's worth more. No, he said, this is what I paid for it. I'm going to Uh He said, it's yours, and we're just taking it to sell it. He said, whatever you need. Now, at that moment, when he said whatever you need, they asked him, Abba Umna, right? We're, we're not selling your thing, but what did you just think about us? He said, I thought, you, if you're coming to my house, and you, and you guys are known as good people, and you're taking my position to sell, it must be, they didn't ask him permission, but it must be that something of a pigeon shvuyim, someone was captured, and you had to redeem them right away. And you were embarrassed to tell me, either someone, a Torah scholar, someone was, was, was captured, you know, again, that was unfortunately very common in those days, and they were floored, by the way. This is you know what the guy thinks. Think you and I. Someone stays in our house, takes our candelabra, takes our. We feed them, and also we see them market selling. Is that the first thing we're going to think? That's how Abu did it. And so they said, "No, okay, obviously it was not true. Take it back, please." So um, uh, no, he said, "No, I already. I since I thought this is how my, I thought you. I li- thought you're doing pigeon shoe. I really gave it stock already." Right, I really it's given. Um, I, 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 it's Stucker means he so much thought he didn't even think twice that he gave his position to Stucker without even asking. That's where Abu is, and that's that was part of uh, obviously his greatness. Now, now, Chaim says now we're going to go to Chaim. What does it mean that Hashem should judge you favorably? Hashem knows the truth. Everything has a little bit. You can always, like sometimes the Gemara says, there are 999. What do you mean Hashem should judge you favorably? What is, so Adam Khan says, what does it mean? You judge me favorably, Hashem should judge you favorably. What does that mean? So Khan says, in Shemayim, it could be of many things going against you. The Gemara says in Shabbos, there will be 999 prosecuting angels. And one favorable angel, which means one angel saying, really, he, it was because if he had anxiety or duress or because of his upbringing or because of, you know, he didn't understand, whatever it is, um, or he did charity and maybe that's a good reason, or he did this, right? That, just like you overlooked all of the circumstantial evidence or all the things that made it seem so negative, and you focus on the positive, so if Ham explains, Hashem will overlook the negative and judge you positive. Now, that, that's, it's not getting to reward and punishment, by the way. It's just getting in this world, or in other things, how you'll be judged by, by Hashem. Vimahayu says of Chaim, Kulin Nishar, the truth is, if people were very careful to judge favorably, people were careful to judge favorably, 
Harbe Machlaikis Marivas. Right? There'll be so fewer fights, bickering, hurt feelings if people would judge favorably, as Rashi says in Shabbos over there. Dan is Chaver Kavschos. Judge favorably. It brings shalom, brings peace. So he, it was really it was not a chait, or it was it was against if something happened, it was the duress, or even if he messed up, if he meant well or she meant well, people bring shalom. Right? If you judge favorably, you have shalom. By the way, you have shalom with yourself, because you can live with people. I, I, I think I mentioned once um, the, the, that mission of judging favorably. It says, have a selacharav, make for yourself a teacher, and acquire for your friend. Right? Make yourself a teacher. You, a person needs to have a rabbi. You have to, you have to make yourself, which means, it means it, it, a person needs, the moral really says, you need to look for someone who you relate to, who you, who you respect, who, you, who, you, who speaks to you. A knelacha, you have to invest in, in friendship. Have a don in the Mishnah finishes up judge favorably because you cannot have a teacher, a rebbe, an advisor if because you if you judge negatively you will you will come you know even Bar Kochva's failure was he judged his rebbe unfavorably right you, you, if you don't judge favorably you will not have a rebbe and you will not have friends because there are all types of circumstances which will which will. Which will make you one day question this way or that way, right? And therefore, it's it's on so many levels to have shalom with you, with others, shalom with yourself, shalom in your own judgment, right? Shalom in your house, in your with your family members, with, with right in your in, in our work. You have to be able to, if there are persons of kosher and even a benani, to look to judge them favorably, even a, a normal person. Again, a rosh, a wicked person is a different story. Not, that's not for right now. For Ashrei Mishin Isher Bazet Tamid praises praises a person who judges favorably. Don the Kafsos. I just want to reiterate that if you want to be a person who has this tremendous milah and gets the mitzvah, you need to, to look at this throughout life. Think, you know, we're not honest. I'm gonna be honest. I'm at the level that if I'm gonna be Kiva, I'm gonna, my first thought that's gonna be that way. Halavai, it should be, <laughs> but certainly. Look to think positive. If you know somebody, anybody that you know who's kosher, certainly if they're a righteous or a Torah scholar or it's a good person, if, you, if, if at first thought you don't do it, suddenly your second or third thought should be that it must be, is there a way I can uh, um, view, a, view the person favorably? You know, there's a great book, and I would strongly recommend that anyone who struggles in this, because a lot of people listen to this share. I can see many, many people listen to this share during the week. Uh, it goes on, on several online sites. Um, but there's a great book called The Other Side of the Story. The greatness of this book is it's not going to tell you how you think necessarily, but it teaches a person that there's always another side. And if you can see another side, it will educate a person how to think positively. And over time, if, you, if after two minutes or after one minute, a person judges a kosher person and certainly a righteous person favorably, over time, it will be instinctual. It will be the first thought and the first minute. And that's how you become a Rabbi Kiva. That's how you become a truly righteous person. Okay, hold there. Thank you.